Welcome to Series 1, Episode 3. This is an archive of live video Q&As streamed online. In this episode, I chat to Sarah Small from A Digital Me discussing business processes and automation, from finance to onboarding and from marketing to admin. Enjoy. Welcome to the Johnny Ross Audio Experience. I'm Johnny Ross, founder and digital marketing strategist of Fleet Marketing. Each podcast, I'll be bringing you an expert to inspire you, to give you some great business growth takeaways, and to get you thinking about marketing and the bigger picture of how businesses can improve, adapt, and grow. I look forward to sharing this with you on each podcast. So here we go. Hello, hi, how are we all? So we're here for another Q&A with an expert uh, live. Uh, we've got Sarah Small from A Digital Me. Say hello. Hello, hello everybody. Nice to see you. You all right? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Very good. So um, in one of the past uh, sessions, we were talking about uh, large organizations, uh, teams of 50, 2,000 people, all of a sudden having to remote work. Uh, instead, this morning, uh, we're going to be focusing very much on the smaller businesses um, and we're going to look at uh, business processes. We're going to look at uh, automation. Uh, we're going to look at uh, ultimately how to uh, help your business have a bit more consistency, a bit more efficiency, um, and uh, but very focused on that, that smaller business. Um, Sarah, we, you know, well, ju sorry, just before I ask you a question, just to just to let everyone know, we're live streaming on uh, fa uh, Facebook in the Facebook group, and that's the Coronavirus Yorkshire Business Support Group, which we've set up to help uh, businesses during this, what we're potentially calling Corona Chaos. Uh, and uh, and we're also live streaming on YouTube. All of this will be available afterwards. If you are watching the replay, it would be really helpful just to pop a hashtag replay in the comments so that we can understand how people are watching these videos. We actively want questions. If you've got questions, please put them in the comments uh, and we will be coming to, to, uh, to questions and I'll bring them up on the screen as well. If you want your name in there, pop your name and your business and we'll mention it as well. Um, Sarah. Hi. Uh, Nice Everything you. sort of, you know, changed for all of us. How's the last couple of weeks been for you? I'm, I'm guessing it's, it's been, been a bit tough. It's been interesting. Um, a lot of the clients that we're currently working with are have some connection with events industries, whether that be the wedding industry or they run events for themselves. So it's been interesting because a lot of work has gone on pause. Now, that's not to say that it has affected every single client, but the majority of clients, um, as I'm sure that you've probably had a similar, um, similar response, you know, things are not working in the way that they normally would because a lot of clients have lost their income. And so therefore, as much as they don't want to pause relationships, they don't really have much choice. Yeah. And, and what's the, um, so, so if you, if you, you know, if you take away the current crisis we're in, um, what was the sort of common theme that you were finding with small businesses anyway? Um, you know, what were, so I'm what, guessing. I'm, go on. <laughs> no, no, no. I was going to say, the, the thing that I come across all the time with clients is that they feel a bit overwhelmed and they feel that their business is chaotic. They've probably grown a bit too fast and they don't necessarily have the right people to do the right things at the right time, or they don't have the right processes and, processes and platforms in place to be able to do those efficiently. So they spend a lot of time 
doing things that actually could take probably a quarter of the time and free them up to to do to do more and deliver more yeah okay uh we've got some comments already someone saying hello uh morning sarah good to see you again uh if 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 you want to put your name in there uh you're very welcome actually some of you have already allowed stream time to uh to see you so we've got colin there good morning I've got someone else saying uh, saying morning, guys. Uh, unfortunately, someone can't make it, uh, so that's a, a shame, but uh, ha- they'll be watching it on the replay, I'm sure. Uh, and uh, Sarah's already been highly recommended, uh, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, someone was very much looking forward to uh, to seeing this uh, this morning. So, yeah, as I said... <laughs> as I said, uh, please feel free to ask questions, uh, and we will try and answer them. Um, so, we're a small business. We've got, you know... Uh, it's either just ourselves or maybe we've got two three four staff what's the what what are the the things that we you know what's the first thing we need to be thinking about whenever i I speak to a client um who is feeling that overwhelmed um the first thing that i always say to them is just take a step back and look at where what is it that's frustrating you because if you can create um, a list of the things that a you don't want to do b you find it taking far too long or see they're just really, really irritating because you might not be doing them in the best way and you're only doing them the best way you know how, though that's a really good starting point because we can I, I can have that rational, unemotional um, view of the business and start to ask the questions of, well, why do we do things like that? Because often people do things because they don't know how to do it any other way and they may have been doing, been doing a particular task or a particular job like that because they've always done it like that because nobody's ever showed them any different and they're not aware of what's out there. So it's always that first, what is frustrating you? What's stopping you? Then let's have a look at that and let's have a look at how that fits into the bigger picture. Uh, so we've got uh, Rosita just saying hi from House of Coco and uh, District Bar in Leeds. Thank you. Um, so what you're saying, uh, Sarah, ultimately is the first step is we write down all the stuff that we can't stand doing can't stand find frustrating takes too long absolutely that's the very first step because if you can identify what those are that's a good starting point it's not necessarily about immediately handing those over to somebody else it's about looking how they fit into the business as a whole and whether they're being done in an efficient way and why they're being done like that as well because there could be some really interesting um things that come out of that as to you know that that we can pick up on and, and really deal with as part of the bigger strategy Okay, and and typically some of the things in that list, what what might they include? Um, It might include following up with clients. So you might meet um, lots of people at events that you then are not following up with properly because you don't have have the knowledge on on how to do that. So it could be email marketing. It could be that you are struggling to communicate um, and have an overview of your business because you've got different people in there doing what they need to do but nothing's that you haven't got a platform that brings it all together and nobody's communicating effectively. Um, there's lots of different, lots of different aspects of, of business that become frustrating, but it, it always boils down to, we just do things because we're the way we've done them the way we always do them. That, that's okay. often the case. There's a number of tools that you, uh, use that a lot of businesses probably aren't even familiar with or haven't seen before or, or wouldn't know how to use them what's um, let's talk about some of the tools then so um, what would be the the sort of first tool that every business uh, every small business owner should be thinking about imp- implementing or using okay so I always talk to business owners and clients about task management systems and there are loads out there and I couldn't possibly start to give you an entire list but what I am going to do is just give you an idea of a couple of free things that are out there that are very easily um, 
pick, you can pick them up very, very easily and learn how to use them. So the reason you would want to use a task management system is so that you can get all the knowledge out of your head and out of the millions of pieces of paper that you might be scribbling on and the millions of post-it notes that you're sticking all over your wall and have it in one central place so that you can manage that and manage it with the people that you're working with, even if they are outsourced contractors. So one of them, um, which is probably the, the more simpler visual one, is Trello. Now, you may have heard of it. You may have um, dabbled with it and you know got on with it or not got on with it. I, I don't know. But it can be used in so many different ways because, for example, right now, although Trello is an amazing business tool, I've already got it set up with my kids so that they've got a homeschool um, board in there and I'm saving links into there so that they can access it. So there's so many different ways to use all these tools. Um, the other one that I highly Let's, recommend... But before, we go into, into, before we go into another tool then, so just, just okay. talk me through the, uh, the kids board that you've got in Trello. Just, just yeah. help me understand... So it's, this started off um, last week when obviously the school shut and I was bombarded, as I'm sure that m many people were last week, with WhatsApp messages and emails from school and Facebook groups and tons and tons of resources. And I thought to myself, my God, I've got information everywhere and I, I don't know where I'm going to remember that I've saved it. So I thought, right, OK, back to the, back to the drawing board, Sarah, this is what you do best. Um, and I decided that actually the best way to do it was to collate all the resources that I'd found into a Trello board. Now, my kids have both got their own iPads, um, which does help because obviously there is, you know, they've got access to everything themselves and we've got a laptop that they use for schoolwork. So I created a Trello board and spent probably about an hour and a half taking all the links that school had sent us, all the things that I'd been sent on WhatsApp groups, all the things I'd saved into my Facebook, um, you know, saved items. And I, did, I started breaking it down into different areas. So, for example, we've got an English column with all the links that we've got for English. We've got maths column. We've got science column, art column. You know, every single, every single card has got a different, um, different resource on it. It might be a website. It might be ideas. And I just keep adding to it. So the kids can access that on any basis. And they can never tell me the board because there's always going to be something in there. So, so just for people that aren't familiar with it, I've just put the link on the uh, the screen there. It's uh, Trello t t r e w l o dot com, um, and um, so I, th I think what I'm hearing from you is that this is your, in effect, your your bible, um, whether it be your business bible. Or we, I mean, we were talking uh, earlier, you know, whether it be your hub or there's there's lots of different words, but it's your one stop shop yeah, uh, that 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 has all the information um someone uh, is already telling you that they love that uh love that sarah very nice thank you um so 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 what you're saying is that it's your it's your go-to place yes. for for, for everything in effect it is now i i happen to use another system which we can talk about in a minute for my business but i found that trello fits family so for some people trello is perfect for business as well especially if they are a more visual person uh, for me, Trello is perfect for our family lives, and I've got my husband on board with it. Um, you know, we we keep everything in there. Um, it, it helps us to have one central place, um, and I can share information with them as it as it comes up, or we can save information and scan pictures into it, or you know, there's all there's all sorts of different ways it can work. I do use um, another um, another task management system myself for my business. However, some people might find that a little bit more overwhelming depending on how technical they are. So I often find that Trello is a great starting point. If you want to start getting organized and having some central places to, to keep all your information, Trello is a great starting point. 
But but you, I think you're referring to Asana there, are you? I am, yes. Uh, but Asana but correct me. But, but correct me if I'm wrong. You'd use Trello to signpost to certain things in Asana, or is that not how you use it? I, I can do. Um, Asana is a totally separate system. Asana has more functionality. It allows you to have repetitive tasks. So I'll, I'll just explain a little bit about how I use Asana in my business and how I've used it with, with clients as well. So Asana um, has the ability to have uh, lists and cards the way that Trello does as well. However, it also allows you to have um, lists in the, the more traditional sense. So, you know, if you're creating a bullet point list of the things that you need to do today, Asana can actually have that. And what it does is it breaks it down by project. So, for example, in my Asana um, book, my workspace, I have got a project for finance. I have got a project for marketing. Um, I've got a project for um, general business admin. I've got a project for ideas. So it's a place where I can constantly put information in to keep to get it out of my head. Um, and I can set up those tasks in there on a repetitive basis. So for example, if you are somebody that does their own bookkeeping, let's say for argument's sake, um, you may decide that you want to uh, reconcile your books once a week or once a month, that can be set up as a recurring task. So it'll pop up into your to-do list. Today, you need to um, do my bookkeeping. You can put all the information in there with links to whatever system you're using or you know notes that you need to remember. And once I've ticked that as being complete, it goes away. It's out of my head. I don't have to worry about it. And it'll pop up again next week or next month. And I don't have, I've done the hard work by setting it up in the first instance. So it goes away from that jumble of, oh, my goodness, what do I do today? Because that's a big problem for a lot of business owners. So so, so Asana is, is more around the, the set of tasks and, and, and a task task list and things to do and yeah. the order to do them and, and, and actually about processes yeah absolutely um, whereas processes in some ways um it's more functional definitely whereas it sounds like trello is more about having a a resource area and well yes but not necessarily trello can be used in the same way but there are lots of different ways to use it and i, and I would always recommend playing around with it and just creating a, a random board having a look at how you can do it because you know, every board can be designed in a different way. And for some people, it is better that it's more visual. And for other people, it's better that it's more of a, a list and everything that gets joined together. There are, different, so, so, there are advantages and disadvantages to both. So let's so let's just be abundantly clear. Are we yeah. saying that it's one or the other? Or are we saying that they can work together? They can work together. I would recommend starting off with one. That's what I would right. recommend with. Okay. It can work together and you can yeah. share information, but that's going into a much more technical te technical avenue. Yeah. And, and what I'm hearing is potentially Trello's the easier start. Definitely. Asana is the next level up. Definitely. Yeah. Right. Okay. Brilliant. I mean, Colin's just put here uh, that uh, we use Trello to hold images, photos, uh, and where we have used them um, and also manage the, the newsletter creation public publication yeah, process. Right. I mean, that's. Right. I mean, isn't that clever? The idea of having a resource to know what image you've used where. I mean, that's that's. Well, I have clients as well, and it sounds very similar, um, Colin. That I have clients where they manage their social media through Trello. Um, so again, they they store the resources, they store the photos, they actually plan out what they're going to be um, what they're going to be doing each week, each month. And because you can drag cards from one column to another, it's very clear to see. Well, this is scheduled to go out. This has actually been posted, and this is my archive. It can be it can be used in so many different ways, and 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 in fact, what he's also saying is that uh, with Asana uh, for project tasks, meeting actions, uh, he's got a, a put a summary of the business plan in the, in the Asana board. So Trello for for some things where visual, visual works, yeah, and Asana absolutely. for primarily for actions. Yeah, 
that's, yeah. that sounds like a good plan if you're familiar with both of them and happy to work with them both. With with the two tools, do, do we need to pay for them? Are they free versions? Is there a is there a, a what's the difference with premium? So they both have free platforms and they're both absolutely adequate on the free platforms. In fact, I use the free platforms for both of them. Um, the premium version of Asana does give you more functionality in terms of being able to set start dates rather than a due date. It also allows you to have um, reporting graphs that you don't have on the free version. But actually, I've never found a problem. There are workarounds for pretty much everything on the free version, so I've, I've never had a problem with not needing to upgrade. Um, again, Trello, um, there are some, I think, I believe there's some more um, connectivity things with the premium version, so you can link it up to different calendars or have some more um, nice add-ons, but you don't need them. You don't, you don't need them at all. You know, if you, as long as you can think logically, what do I want this to do? You, you, the free version will be fine for 99% of people. Uh, we've got a uh, another uh, user here. I uh, can't see your name. Um, Facebook's funny with StreamYard. You've got to give it uh, access. So if you want to put your name uh, or your business in the comment, then we know who you are. Uh, but this person on Facebook, I use Asana, and it's uh, fantastic to get everything out of my head into one place instead of on notes on my phone, post-it notes, uh, books, etc., uh, as I used to do. So um, what happened with me? I have to say, I got to a point where I'd been working my business for probably about eight months, and I said to my husband, "I feel like I might, I need to ch make a change. I need to make a change, and I might, I'm going to. T I feel like I'm on the top of a cliff, and I, I'm going to implement this system, and I'm either going to fall or I'm going to soar." And I, I had my head down for six weeks thinking about every single area of my business. I put processes in place. I put checklists in place. I put information in place. And honestly, my business grew so much the next six months having that, having that facility. And now if I'm in the car, let's say I'm in the car picking the kids up from school and I get a client call. Um, you know, I'm sitting in the car waiting to go and pick them up, get a client call. All I have to do is open up Asana on my phone, put the information in there and it's ready for when I want to work on it either later or tomorrow. It's, it's a great place for, you know, as a dumping ground from that perspective. Right. Okay. Um, so just going back a, a step, um, and uh, we've, we've both read a, a book, uh, E-Myth uh, Revisited yeah. by Michael Gerber. Um, I don't think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't believe either of us are, are on commission. And, uh, and so uh, whilst we're recommending it, uh, you know, we, we, it's probably more of a genuine recommend than anything else because we're not on commission. Uh, Emif Revisited, Michael Gerber. I've just put it on the screen. Um, it's one of the best books I've ever read. Uh, Sarah, what was it? What, I think different people have different takeaways from that book. What was the, the big takeaway for, for, for you from that book? I read that book and went, this is what I do. <laughs> Um, I break people's businesses down to build them up again um, and because ultimately there is no way of growing without having some processes in place that it, it's as simple as that if you keep everything in your head you are going to reach a ceiling eventually you're not going to get past that um, and so the book for me was a bit like actually this is what I do I, I you know as, a, as an online business manager I work with clients to break it all down and to build it up into something where they can grow and they can bring in different people so yeah it was it was a really interesting read for me yeah, I mean, I read it and I laughed all the way through it, really, because it was like, oh, yeah, I made that mistake. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I did that. Uh, oops, yeah, that's me. Uh, and it was like just full of just things that I did wrong in a way. Um, and and the thing, the massive thing I took from it was it's all about business processes and it's all about having um, uh, tiny, making tiny little tweaks within your business and, and but, but, building a library of processes yeah. so that when you when it works and when it's when it when something goes really well 
you you do it in exactly the same way next time. Um, one thing that I love doing, actually, on that on that note, one thing that I love doing is helping people to um, create an onboarding process for new clients, especially for service driven um, service driven businesses. So somebody who uh, might provide marketing services, for example. They might have a set of tasks that they go through, but it might be different each time because they, they can't actually remember, have I said this, have I done that, have I, said, you know, have I asked the client this, have I collected this information? And by creating a template that you, know, you can tweak as time goes on, but it's your master template, it's a great starting point because you know that you need to collect this information from them. You need to, at this point, add them to your database. You know that at this point, you need to make sure that they've signed a contract with you. Um, at this point, you're going to have a review with them. It makes it easy and it makes it easy to follow. And that's the key. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just to remind you, if you've got questions, please do ask. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. We're going to be doing these uh, quite regularly. Uh, our expert today is uh, Sarah Small from a, a Digital Me, um, but we're going to have other experts on as well. We've got a Facebook group, uh, the Coronavirus Yorkshire Business Support Group. Uh, it's a uh, an independent uh, a group set up by... Um, uh, for independent advice for uh, businesses that are currently going through the coronavirus chaos. Uh, so uh, please feel free to come in there, network, ask ask advice, get help, etc. Um, this is, uh, so we've talked about um, business processes. We've talked about uh, uh, ultimately creating efficiency um, and creating a bit of a, a, a bit of a machine really so um, in, in, a, in I don't mean in a bad way though but in a you know a personalized machine um, so part of this is is that automation and there's a there's another tool that you quite like which is uh, correct me if I'm wrong is active campaign yeah absolutely active campaign. So, so talk to us talk to us about how and why and and what you do with this and and uh, what what other what small businesses are missing so Active Campaign is an automated email um, tool and it can be used in lots of different ways, but essentially if you want to be in regular contact with people that you are meeting or regular contact with your clients to advise them of new services that you might be providing or something that you think might be of interest, then having an automated system to do that really will make your life easier. Now, the reason the reason it's great is because once again, once you've set up that process flow of what do I want to take, what journey do I want to take my clients on? Um, that's it, that's the right link. Um, what journey do I want to take my clients on? And you think about that in advance, then as you add people into the flow, it happens automatically. So you're not having to remind them. It's a case of, you know, I'll give you an example. A client of mine is a bespoke jeweler who um, specializes in engagements and wedding rings and previously was meeting um, prospective, uh, prospective brides and grooms to be at wedding fairs and following up with them maybe once or twice and getting perhaps an 8% um, engagement rate in terms of getting them, not engagement as an engagement, but getting them to come into the studio and meet them. We moved over to Active Campaign. We, we basically spec'd out the entire process, the, the entire communication flow from meeting those, um, meeting those people at a wedding fair, what we wanted to tell them, what we wanted to show them, inviting them to book an appointment in the studio, and I think the um, I think the, the the percentage difference they're now getting about a thirty five percent uplift in the number wow. of things that they get into the studio, which is a massive difference. Uh, they get a series of about twelve emails over about twelve weeks. <coughs> Excuse me, um, but obviously that that translates into sales, and you know, for a very small upfront effort, that's made a big difference to their bottom line. So this is ultimately where you've planned out a a twelve week set of emails uh, with different messages, 
ultimately trying to get them further this this customer client further down the funnel um uh into to buying a, a service or a product um and it all starts with uh just their email address in a way well the, 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 an initial conversation and, and, conversation, and, a, yeah. and an email address it does and obviously we you know we have to take gdpr into account with all this let's not forget that but um in this particular instance the um my client is at wedding fairs with a um a form an online form um, on an ipad that they collect information on basically so they they get them to sign up and agree to the communications and then at that point it starts to enter the funnel but that that initial conversation just to help you know small business owners here doesn't have to necessarily be face to face i.e even on zoom i don't mean in physical face to face <laughs> this this could purely be um someone coming onto a website and downloading something or or, or watching something or, or doing some kind of action on, on a website that could be the initial yeah. conversation as long as they've agreed gdpr and as long as they know what they've signed up to absolutely i mean it's I have that start of the journey I have that for myself. I have a freebie, um, which I've got a landing page for, which is um, how to take control of your working day in five easy steps. Um, it's a real practical freebie, um, giving some real practical advice. And then what happens is my um, my communication funnel asks, um, you know, how are you getting on? Gives them a couple of other little freebies that, you know, as, as an extra, um, but eventually does try and push them into buying a set of done for you um, Trello boards that are already organized and set up for you because people might actually go, I'd love to do that, but I don't know how to do it. So, you know, that's my that's my funnel for um, an additional income stream. And, and there's lots of different ways that you can go about that. So, so you're selling a product which is, Trello templates. Mm -hmm. um, what you're doing is you're giving you're giving a resource away right at the beginning, free of charge, yep. and then part of that is you you put your email address in to get the resource. Yep. But then day one, you know, you might send an email saying, you know, how are you getting on with the resource? Uh, these are the things to think about. Day three, you might be be saying, uh, you know, uh, uh, how's it going? Um, here's something else you could consider. And wow. and during this twelve week process, you're ultimately taking them to actually, I've got something else. Uh, yeah. that you could buy if you wanted to um so so it's um it's just a, a really simple process and, and there's also uh, uh tools in there to personalize correct me if i'm wrong absolutely they're all branded up you know mine looks completely different to my clients you know it's all branded up with the right colors um font sizes everything you know it can be absolutely personalized as much as you want um it, it's, it's an absolutely fantastic tool and you can have different customers or clients or whatever you want to call them on different exactly. tracks Absolutely. so that so that so, so potentially just taking the the jeweler as an example maybe they've done a wedding first so they might have a, a wedding automation campaign uh compared to maybe they've then done a uh, I can't think of another wedding uh, well, jewelry. I'll give you an example, actually, because we did this. So uh, th there's a particular campaign that works when they meet somebody now at a wedding fair. Um, that, that's something that we set up from probably it was about November last year. However, prior to that, there was about a year's worth of people they had met and only communicated with once. Um, who had also given their wedding date within a certain within a certain time frame. So what we did is we went back. Those people had already um, approved communication from the client. We went back and we said, okay, we hope we haven't missed you. We hope we haven't let you down at the altar type of thing. Um, you know, if uh, have you got married? Do you still want to hear from us? And this particular trail with the different automated rules then takes them through slightly different route but then back into the um come and book an appointment with us and it takes you know it sort of it bypasses slightly and then takes them back into it so actually Brilliant. what we do 
did was we picked up an awful lot of people that they'd had very little communication with and brought them back into, the, back into the fold. Brilliant. And, and you know, one of the things that we've probably that I probably should have mentioned earlier um, that I think is, you know, really important to, to get across here is that we all of us realize how difficult a time this is for so many people and and how uh, no one's quite sure about what they're doing and, and how they're doing it. And are they selling? Are they not selling? Are they uh, is their business open? Is their business not open? I think what we're trying to get across here is that there's always an opportunity. And whether that opportunity is to try and find a new product or service and, and, and totally adapt to, to sell during this time is one option. But the other option is it's an opportunity to completely reflect on your business and use the time that you may have to put some of these things into place so that if anything you can come out fighting and and growing and, and, and really absolutely and more efficient at the end of it 100 percent yeah it, it's just so important to to take this opportunity to to put these things in place because if you're not doing it your competitors will be um and it's about who's going to come out of this and, and and really uh be the leader uh in some of the things that you do so so what we're trying to do is, is help you give you the resources give you the tools give you the confidence give you some positivity on some of the things that you could implement in your business um colin has uh, asked a question about um activex it's quite a specific question um so uh, we have we've got problems with getting uh, opt-in confirmation emails out to people with bt internet email addresses have you experienced this not specifically however i know with a lot of automated email campaigns and email platforms they do sometimes um they don't they don't like certain email um providers uh, Gmail and Hotmail can often be ones that just go, uh -uh, I'm not having that. Um, so there, there is a possibility that BT Internet falls into that. I haven't experienced it specifically myself, but it, it may well be. I would recommend you try and raise a ticket with them or ask in the help section. Um, it may be something that they're aware of and that they can work on. Um, you know, it, presumably you are a paid user given that you're using Active Campaign. I'm, I'm assuming that you're already a paid user, so there will be some help available to you from them directly. So the, the only uh, thing that I could add there um, is that um, uh, I don't know Active Campaign, so I don't know if this facility is available in there. But if we just talk about generally email platforms, full stop, uh, there's some best practices for using email platforms. So first of all, uh, the so so I think what's happening in in Colin's question is it's probably getting caught in a spam trap, spam filter, or it's being rejected by BT Internet. Uh, even prior to it getting into the into the filter um, there's some best practices that you can use so first of all um, a best practice is to use a from email address that's not even your domain name um, using a, a, you, you know if your domain is you know a digitalme.com or what, is it .com .co.uk .co.uk so digitalme.co.uk so maybe your email address is info at a digitalme.co.uk instead of using that uh, email address what you'd actually be far better doing is using uh, info at uh, a digital me uh, emails.co.uk so a different domain name um, and uh, what you'll notice is a lot of the supermarkets do this a lot of the, the, the if you start looking at some of the the, the uh, mails that you get the email newsletters you get in your inbox you'll notice this and the reason they do it is it's protect it's to it's to do two things it's to protect their own domain name against uh, being marked as spam because Google can see what's going on and, and, and they don't want to lose ranking uh, in in uh, Google for their domain name but also it's to give uh, the email campaigns a fresh clean address that has no bad history or, or, or anything like that at all um, to 
to ultimately uh, get through more spam filters. And then the, some of the other best practices are making sure that you've got uh, DKIM records set up, SPF records. Some of this might sound really technical, but ultimately, without setting some of these things up, unfortunately, you will get caught in spam spam filters. Um, and uh, and so, so you know, feel free to Google this afterwards. SPF records, DKIM records. Um, so it's 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 those best practices of sending emails through some of these platforms. You might not be able to do any of this in Active Campaign, uh, but it's certainly something to consider. You can certainly do the um, from the from email address. That's for sure. I've got a question for you on that, then, Johnny. Um, if you put in a different um, email address in the sending from um, section, what happens if so, do you actually have to have that email address set up, or what happens if someone hits reply to it? Yeah, so you can change the reply. So, so what you do is the from email address would be this, you know, this new uh, domain. But you can set the reply email address to your actual email address. Yeah, okay, so, so that solves the the reply issue. Um, and uh, and what you can do is, you know, you could, a best practice is also to have uh, that domain set up uh, so that if anyone ever visited it, it would simply say yeah. you've you've it reached this domain yeah. because you've received an email from us. Our website is over here. Um, so there's some there's some best practices that you could put in. Um, so, uh, but yeah, what, what you're ultimately saying is there's a huge opportunity to put some kind of marketing, full marketing automation. Uh, those words scare people, I think, in small businesses, the word funnel automation and, and campaign. But, but this is really simplistic stuff. You're saying you meet someone, uh, you talk about your product, uh, you, 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 you find a way of them agreeing to, to receiving emails from you and you very nicely over a period of time. Yes, absolutely. And you just softly encourage. And, you know, you might only have a small take up, but ultimately it's better than nothing. Yeah. Yeah. OK. Um, so um, we've talked about we've talked about uh, Asana. We've talked about uh, Trello, active campaigns. Um, I guess you're using Zoom a lot. Zoom an awful lot. Yes. I'm not going to profess <laughs> to be the world expert on Zoom, but I have been using it for the past four years for certainly one to one meetings and small, small team meetings. Yes. So I'm yeah. relatively familiar with it. <laughs> You're a, a big advocate of that, aren't you? Yeah, I um, am. Uh, that, uh, that was one thing that I would say, actually. I know I've talked about it before in some of the different groups, including um, including this group. But if you are relatively new to using Zoom, or even if you're not and you're not aware of some of the settings, just go and have a look on the website. I think the biggest thing that I can say to you is put your waiting room on. Because with your waiting room, it just gives you that bit more control of who's trying to get in. And it means that you can actually say yes or no to them if it is somebody trying to zoom bomb you as, as that seems to be a new phrase but stick your waiting room on it just gives you a bit more control yeah and it's and, and also there's there's something going around this morning about you know whilst we're whilst we're going through a crisis unfortunately we all become vulnerable and uh fraudsters are just going crazy and and, and enjoying yeah. this and and what you also now need to start looking out for is making sure that when you get a, a zoom invitation that it's actually a zoom link and it's not something else mm. um i was I was gobsmacked yesterday when um, the uh, when Parliament when Boris put out a uh, a tweet with it. the picture of the Zoom meeting, but at the top of it it had the the meeting ID, um, and, uh, and 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 all you then need is the password, and you know there'll be programs out there that can soon work out passwords, 
Um, however, however, it could be a, it could be an individual um, scheduled meeting link that's never used again. You know, it might not be his personal le- meeting link. It could be a scheduled one. So I'm hoping it was. I'm really hoping I'm, for their for their purposes. I agree. Was. And then on top of that, you had Michael Gove with with the name his his name at the bottom was was pretty much his personal email address. Um, <laughs> so it's just like. What are you doing? This is the country that's, you know, the people that are running the country. The thing, though, that a lot of corporate businesses, you know, working virtually, this all this stuff is very new to them. And whilst I'm talking about tools for small businesses, I know, I know that you've, you've already spoken about large corporations, but ultimately, a lot of people, they, they don't know they don't know how to use all these tools effectively and efficiently and privately as well to keep themselves safe um, and it's it's really interesting that you know these big corporations who do amazing work and they you know they earn a lot of money and they've got a very professional outlook but actually they don't really know what they're doing when it comes to technology yeah yeah um this has been really really interesting really helpful i hope uh, i hope it's helped people uh, we're happy to answer questions afterwards just pop your uh, questions in the comments if you watch this on replay then we'll we'll uh, come straight back um the uh we're going to be running some other uh, live q a's got some uh, a couple of really exciting ones coming up next week so i'll let you know about those um is there anything else that you uh that, where, where are we going to find you if we want to find you online sarah where where, where do we look Okay, so you want to be looking at adigitalme.co.uk. Um, you'll find me on the web. You'll find me on LinkedIn. You'll find me on Facebook. Um, LinkedIn is probably my biggest platform in terms of engagement with people. You know, that those are all my small business owner connections. Um, so I do post on there very regularly. So do come and connect with me if you're not already. Brilliant. You also have a Facebook group as well, don't you? I do have a Facebook group. Now, this is something that I started, um, ironically, just before all this uh, coronavirus hit, but I just launched um, the Entrepreneur's Evolution, which is a platform for um, networking and um, workshops and other events. Now, it has been put off slightly by the fact that we can't actually get together. However, um, my Facebook group is the Entrepreneur's Evolution community, and I'd love you to come and join in if um, if you're interested. Brilliant. You've been absolutely brilliant today. Thank you so much. Um, It's it's really uh, helped open people's thoughts, I think, in, in some of the simple tools that they could be using. Um, and, uh, and and for that, we thank you. So uh, enjoy your day, everyone. Um, and so uh, And we will see you all soon. I'll let Sarah say goodbye. And there we go. Thank you, everyone. Do get in touch if you want to ask any questions, and I'll do, I'll do my very best to help out. Everyone take care. Stay at home and stay safe. Thank you. You've been listening to the Johnny Ross Audio Experience. Thanks so much for joining me. If you want to continue the conversation, head over to my website, fleek.marketing, or find me on LinkedIn. That's all for today. Please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, tag me in your social media posts, and please leave me a review on iTunes. It will make a huge difference for me. I will see you soon.